your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right. Good evening. It is now evening because it's dark out. I'm not going to complain about that all day today, but that's just the facts. Uh, before that, I was always like, eh, is it afternoon or evening? Sun's still out. It's kind of nice. It is. It was pretty nice out today. Uh, on the show today, we're going to bring in Caitlin Riley of Wisdom News. <laughs> uh, she's kind of the expert at hand covering this story about the Wisconsin Senate essentially firing the Ag Secretary over manure. Kind of. We're not going to talk about the manure too much. But that's uh, sprinkled into this uh, fight between Democrats and Republicans. And uh, it's not just nationally. We're fighting right here in Wisconsin over, you know, the, the across the aisle. Maybe they should just literally duke it out. Like meet by the bike racks outside the state capitol. Three o'clock. Have at it. Uh, pretty interesting story, though. Kind of a weird one. So that's why I'm bringing Caitlin in to uh, kind of give us the facts. And she is also a farmer. So she grew up on a farm. So this has uh, has a little bit more, you know, when we see it, <laughs> when, you know, the regular, just every day, I think most of the state would see, oh, they fired the egg secretary. What did he do? Oh, that's weird. This is probably the first time you ever thought about the egg secretary in Wisconsin. And you're like, okay, well, and then you start to see, okay, well, that just seems like uh, politics. They're just fighting about politics. Maybe they're not. Do you, do you think that this is a fight over Democrats versus Republicans? Or do you think Brad Pfaff, uh, Paff, sorry, Brad Paff. I believe, yes, the F is on. Uh, Brad Paff is, should have been fired. Uh, he's a Lacrosse County, he's a Lacrosse County native, I believe, and uh, he worked for Ron Kine. So if you, if you have uh, an opinion there, which might only have been formed in the last week or so, kind of like most of our opinions when things happen, oh, that's a thing? Okay, now let me get outraged by it. It would be interesting if any farmers are out there listening and want to chime in on the importance of having an egg secretary and the turmoil that our state is putting farmers through right now doing this. Uh, Kaylin has a little bit more to that too. There's, it's not just that we're firing the egg secretary, but we'll get we'll get to that when we bring her on and about uh, after the news here. Uh, what did slide under the radar, maybe is just a blip on the radar, along with this, is more fighting amongst Democrats and Republicans in Wisconsin. And this one's like probably just as weird. If this one would have happened years ago, you'd be like, okay, like let's do it. Let's curtail the powers of our governor and give more power to you know portions of the state, I guess. I don't however you want to put it, but Senate Republicans, uh, they're set to approve a constitutional amendment to that would prohibit the governor from using his veto powers to increase spending. Uh, Tony Evers did that, angered Republicans when he used his veto powers, something that all the governors have done. And now that we have a Democratic governor, right, not 
Scott Walker's not in there. Now we're approving a veto amendment or a constitutional amendment. Now that we have a Democratic governor. So Republicans that control the Senate. Now we want to do this. We didn't want to do this before. Would Scott Walker have approved that? Would he have vetoed that? <laughs> I don't even know if that's possible. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talking text line. We'll get to a call here. Yeah, welcome to the Crosstalk PM. Who's this? This is Vicki. Hey, Vicki. Yeah, I was just calling on uh, the Brad Pass uh, uh, situation. You know, um, I'm a county board supervisor and served on the Cross County Board with Brad. I've known him a long time. I've known his parents. He was raised on a... Uh, a farm, you know, and he had a great deal of experience in uh, in agriculture and in in the that area. And it was just a shame that uh, the Republicans could not recognize, you know, talent and ability here in this individual who was really supported by m- many uh, uh, in the farm commu- farming community. Yeah, is this a, is this going to be an ongoing problem here with more <laughs> secretaries or do- well? You the think- problem is that they should have just, you know, they when when the governor is elected, he has this ability to choose uh, the heads of those various areas, and um, I think he has done a good job in choosing people who have ability in those areas and have experience, and really, uh, unlike you know, at the uh, the presidential level, where many people have been chosen for uh, positions that ultimately have proved proven unfit. And and so here is an example too where these people have had to be kept on as temporary, and then now that the Senate thinks they can hold that over their head so that they don't need to say if they make any comments the Senate doesn't like, then they'll they'll fire them. I mean that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I feel and like it's not the way the system is supposed to work. Yeah, I feel like the the Senate is mad because Brad. Half said something that they didn't like, but we don't want a bunch of yes men in in our no. government, right? Like if they're going to stand, like if we're going to fight about something, we'll fight about something like mental health funding for farmers, right? Right, and and the whole thing about the issue of you know that issue of neighbors related to manure farms and large farms. I mean, that's a a discussion that we should always have. It's a discussion we're going to have, and it's one that we. We need to be uh, vigilant about and uh, to be so petty as this, these uh, they have been to Governor Evers simply, you know, I just, uh, I think that that's not the way government is supposed to work. And I think in this case, I know Brad very well, and it's, it is a shame. Now you, a shame. Did you say you grew up with him or you just knew him? Knew no, his... I said I've known him very well. I've known him for years, okay. uh, you know, have worked with him. I, I know his dad. His dad was on the county board as well, has farmed in the area. Sure. He was a mom. She, you know, they are a very solid, strong uh, farming family. And yep. that's, uh, and, and Brad has had experience at the federal level working with an agriculture department. Um, he he just was a very qualified individual. Now, Vicky, when you say you worked with him, you mean uh, hoeing potatoes and picking beans, right? No, I mean no. on the county board. I did. No, I'm just I, kidding. You know, I've worked with him. Yeah, I'm you just know, kidding. And I've known him in uh, political circles too. I, I really admit that. But he's he's a very 
it's an intelligent, and, uh, you know, I just think this is a shame. Sure. Okay, thanks for the call. You know. Yep. Uh, there's one for Brad Paff. Uh, we're going to go to news, and uh, I will be calling Caitlin Riley from Wisdom News, uh, who's been covering this story for uh, a couple weeks now and is fully entrenched in it because she also grew up on a farm. So she has, you know, some some uh, a better opinion on this than I would have, I, I is my best way of saying that, I guess. Uh, all right, we're going to be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, if you want to text 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. Uh, we're talking about Brad Paff, uh, former Secretary of Agriculture Secretary in Wisconsin, uh, to talk more about that. Wisdom News reporter, former Alice in Dairyland. It's always funny yeah. to say that. Uh, Caitlin Riley's on the phone with me. All right, Caitlin, what, uh, this, this wasn't a big surprise that he was fired, correct? It wasn't, it wasn't, because I feel like all of a sudden, uh, Scott Fitzgerald, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, said on Friday last week, he was talking to Governor Tony Evers, and he said, hey, I don't think PASS got enough support to get passed through. And I think that's when people kind of got the ball rolling of, oh, no, this might not happen, and there might be yet another change in the leadership role of Wisconsin agriculture. And I guess we could start there. I, I uh, When we were talking earlier, I said this could be like a, a terrible sports team where they keep firing their coach year <laughs> after year, and and they never, they never get anyone in there with any consistency. That's kind of where Wisconsin is with the Ag Department, right, or the Ag Secretary, because how many have they had now? If they And, and there, there will be a new one, I, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, so Sheila Harsdorf took over for Ben Bransell, and I believe Sheila started or was at least appointed in November of 2017. And then, of course, we had an election year because Sheila was appointed under Governor Scott Walker. Election year came through. Sheila was out by January of 2018, and Brad Paff took over. He was the appointee. He was never sworn in as secretary. He was always the secretary designee. So he's worked for 10 months as a secretary designee, and here, once again, we're going to go through another cycle. So in about two years, two leaders of our state's agriculture industry are being passed through. And that was one of the points that the Wisconsin Corn Growers Association made when they sent a letter to the Senate. They were saying, we want consistency in agriculture. We need consistency in agriculture. We're having bad trade, bad weather. We're struggling right now, and we need just someone to say the same. Like they said, they haven't even had a chance to sit down and talk with him about what their hopes and goals are for their industry, and now we're starting over again, starting fresh. Can you, can you, I guess, explain why Republicans have fired PATH? And, you know, I don't know the rhyme or reason for each and every one. I know I was just going back through and re-listening to the audio, and Scott Fitzgerald had said that there were doubts. Republicans just had doubts about PATH's ability to lead the agriculture industry. Some had said that the dairy crisis was proof that he wasn't doing their job, considering how poor uh, prices have been for our farmers, how many dairy farm bankruptcies that we've had. And the the dairy crisis started 10 months ago, right, when he took over, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. and that's what someone pointed out as well with the Democratic Party. They said this has been an issue that we've been having for years, and you can't expect someone in 10 months to completely fix this issue. It's a very convoluted problem. And so I, while I can't 
for sure say this is the reason why they decided not to vote for him, and they might have had sound reasons in their minds, but they, their key point was that they had doubts. And doubts are all it takes to remove someone from this position. Democrats accuse the Republicans in the Senate of doing this because uh, Brad Paff made statements in July when he was wanting more funding in the budget for mental health for farmers, and he wanted that funding released immediately. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars, right? Yes, yes, and they because he said we're running out of vouchers for mental health, we're running out of vouchers for counseling. We only have enough left for five farmers. And he said that Republicans have abandoned farmers. And he told them, you pick which five farmers you're going to save from mental health crisis or from suicide if you're not going to release this money. So Democrats are saying that's why Republicans voted him out, because they he offended Republicans. He stepped out of line when he was only a designee, but he was actually doing his job. But no Republicans have come forward and say, yes, that's why we did it, because he offended us. Yeah, it would be nice if the Republicans came forward and go, "This is this these these are the things, or this is the thing that has caused us to not confirm Brad Paff." Mm-hmm. And there's, and I'll go back through and re-listen to the audio, and we'll have more updates on Wisdom News because there could have been something that I missed because it was a little long discussion. This wasn't just a quick vote. This was hours that they were talking about it, and then they're also talking about the rule changes, this and that. So I will go back through and re-listen to the audio and make sure. No one stood up and said, these are my blatant concerns. But, you know, um, Jennifer Schilling from the La Crosse area, she said Brad's a great guy. He has agriculture in his DNA. He's just a well-rounded person. And as Republicans said, well, I'm a well-rounded person, but that doesn't make me qualified for a position. So some people were questioning his qualifications to be able to run the State Department of Agriculture. Yeah, and uh, Vicki, I believe Vicki Burke, I could be wrong, but I think she just called before the break, too, and kind of said the same thing, that she's you know worked with Brad in the county before, and he's grown up as a farmer, and his parents were farmers, and that's kind of where you're at, right? You're, you've grown yeah. up on a farm, your parents are farmers, how... Can you can you speak to how this impacts you or is this something that like you like anyone else that doesn't completely engulf themselves into politics go, oh, well, this is weird. Now we don't have an egg secretary. I think it'll definitely be a strange limbo state for a lot of reasons, because the Secretary of Agriculture, where they're not there directly on the farm impacting our day-to-day lives, they're the ones who can delegate or set the ball rolling for a lot of the rules and a lot of the policies that are set forth in agriculture. And so, for example, I told you before that I don't know a ton about this ATCP 51 legislation that they're talking about with the livestock facility siting, but that's something where the Secretary of Agriculture, you know, they would work on the committee or they would determine the importance of this focus. And when we're in limbo, not knowing what the new Secretary of Agriculture, who this person is going to be, let alone what their priorities are going to be, it is somewhat hard. And I worked in that cap. I was in the building when we went from the transition of Sheila Harsdorf to Brad Pass, and I enjoyed working with both of them. But it was a weird time because some people had been working on projects, and they were kind of like, do I keep working on this? Do I start start something new? Where's my, where are my duties going to lay? And in a way, it's kind of a waste of taxpayer time and dollars if you have people that your taxpayer dollars are being paid to fund sitting there saying, we aren't quite sure what our focus is going to be. Yeah, I liken this to sports again. It's like when Mike McCarthy gets fired from the Packers and then an interim coach takes over. And then after that, we hire a full-time coach, but the full-time coach doesn't want all the old coaches the offensive coordinator yeah. and defensive coordinator. So that's essentially what happened. Scott Walker 
uh, lost the election. Governor Evers takes over. He wants his coaches, essentially his secretaries, uh, to yep. to run, you know, in his administration. So that's in, and you were part of that. You worked in Madison at that point, and that was the weird transition, right? The the Walker to Evers administration, uh, you know, transition, and and you got to witness that firsthand. Yeah, and so what will be interesting now is to see. I did reach out to Datcap um, and the woman who does the coordination of media for Brad's past office. I asked her what's going to happen now. Is it just? Brad, who's going to be out of a position, or are there other people in the administrative staff who came on with Brad who will also be out of jobs, like some of the lawyers that came on, or even the deputy secretary? And she said that for those questions, we need to refer to the governor's office. And so I'm hoping to figure that out soon, too, because it will be interesting to see beyond Brad how many people this decision will impact. Yeah, it seems like when if Republicans were gonna, weren't going to confirm Brad Path. 10, you know, when he was appointed 10 months ago, they should have started the stink then, right? Like, as opposed to waiting uh, almost a year as this guy's uh, running running the egg department, and, and now he's going to be out. It seems like weird timing. Yeah, it is. And that was one thing Democrats raised issues with as well, saying, you know, you guys dangled this confirmation in front of us just to make sure that we stayed in line, because if we stepped our toes out of the boundary waters, you're going to say we aren't going to confirm Secretary designee path, whereas Republicans are denying those accusations. In a way, though, I mean, wouldn't all employers out there wish that they could have a test run with their employees before they had to confirm or have them sign a contract? But I'm not saying that that's right or it's fair what happened today. But, you know, if Republicans do have legitimate concerns saying, no, we don't think he's the right person for the job, he served 10 months and that's enough, well, then. Yeah, they should vote him out if that's truly what they believe, and I hope that is truly what they believe. And this wasn't just for political purposes. Yeah, if I mean, if they if they want to uh, do that because they, they they think he he's run through his test run, but he also you also create this situation where, and I talked about this before the news a little bit, where we can't have just a bunch of yes men in there. Like, okay, what can I do to please Republicans? Because yes. if I yes. don't, then they're not going to confirm me. So that that doesn't work either. No, we need people who are going to go in there and who are going to do their jobs and not care about whether or not they are selected or reelected because that's the reason why we pick them is to be a voice. And then, you know, we were talking about this too off the air a little bit, but what happens now? Because we don't have an egg secretary. And and you were kind of you you were kind of wondering this. I think uh, does the deputy secretary like who takes over? Who runs the department yeah. until we confirm something? Exactly. And we were kind of chatting about that um, with Brad Williams as well, because this is unprecedented. This is something where I think, I believe it was, oh, was it 1987 was when they started keeping records of how, this. How and old it were hasn't you, happened Caitlin? Yet. How old were you in 1987? How old was I? <laughs> I wasn't even around yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, hasn't even, don't even know. Like 1987, that's a long time ago. That And it's never happened. They, they don't even know if it's happened before that where a, a confirmation hasn't hasn't happened. Yeah, so this is kind of uncharted territory, and so it'll be interesting to see if it's going to be Randy, the deputy secretary who takes over, or if he's also out as well. And I wish I knew more about the political process than I do, and if so someone does know, please correct me, but I'm not quite sure. I, I would assume Governor Evers would appoint the secretary and the deputy secretary, uh, I, but I'm not sure who all passed brought on himself. Sure. Um, all right, so I'm going to let you go. But what can we what can we expect from you in in terms of this story? Uh, maybe in the next couple of days. 
We'll absolutely keep following the story. We'll be checking in on the agricultural organizations to get their reaction to it and what they think about PATH no longer being in that position and hopefully get some updates, too, about who will be taking over and who their next leader of the agriculture industry is going to be. All right. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. All right. See ya. That's Caitlin Riley, Wisdom News reporter. She's been covering this uh, pretty thoroughly. And it's something she's passionate about also because it directly affects her life. So it's good to have, you know, people in there. Like, this is, it's great to, like, okay, the Caitlin's going to know. And she's worked in Madison. She was Allison Dareland, which is a, a, a PR position uh, in, in the government there. So uh, it's great to hear uh, her opinions on this and, and, and just give us, uh, you know, the, the updates. So check out wisdomnews.com. There's a couple of stories up there right now on the egg secretary being fired. And uh, it sounds like she's going to have a couple more stories in the next couple of days. All right, we're going to go to Scott's comment and the news. We'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, we're talking about the firing of the Ag Secretary after 10 months on the job. Better Hearing Center talk and text line 608-785-7914. little sidebar. Just went up on wisdomnews.com from Brad Williams. Leaf pickup policy in lacrosse could leave city short on Christmas decorations. I haven't read it yet. I kind of know a little bit about it, but that's on wisdomnews.com right now. If you want to go read that story on the phone right now in the wisdom studio is Eric from Sparta. Eric, go ahead. You're on. Yeah, first of all, great uh, buffer music uh, program. Uh, another the comment I want to make is about Mayor Cabot's uh, discontinuing these uh, Christmas ornaments on the streets and across on the light poles and su- as such. And uh, he has no choice to do that because he is a left wing liberal who uh, changed Columbus Day to Indigenous People Day. And he he could not he could not follow his own thought of logic by allowing a Christian um, holiday to be permitted in the city, and I'm sure he'll say that to you. And I tell you, this this country is going to hell in a handbasket because PC is destroying everything. Anyway, yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Eric, for the call. Uh, Mayor Cabot's not Christian, apparently. has nothing to do with leaf pickup. Uh, uh, honestly, I haven't dove into the story yet dived into the story yet uh, i'm trying to read it while eric was talking there a little bit but it's hard to do all that at once but we're gonna go back to the phones uh who's this you're on lacrosse talk pm yes hi this is bob hey bob go ahead yeah um i know you're this is a sidebar but it has to do with the farmers um uh that usmca uh deal between um United States and Mexico and Canada. Um President Trump um uh, redid that it was a NAFTA thing before and he redid the deal and uh and I think the farmers out there should start calling Pelosi because this deal's been ready for nine months and uh, she won't she won't sign it. All she has to do is sign it. And that would be a great deal for the farmers. And they say it would create at least 160,000 new jobs. 
But she just won't sign it, and I think maybe the farmers maybe start calling her and pressuring her to do it because she just doesn't want to give uh, President Trump a win. And okay. that's not a good reason. So, she should okay. sign it. it. It's just a good deal for the farmers. All right. So it's the what is the deal? The U.S. I, I, M. It's, it's the USMCA. Mexico, okay. Canada, and uh, yeah. United States. And it took over. It, it kind of. It, it's trying to replace the NAFTA. NAFTA. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, the one thing though, like why, like why kill something? It was was the old program not working at all that we needed to kill it before we had something put in put in its place. Um, this is a much much better deal. A much better. I think the farmers they probably know it um, that it's a much better deal. Okay. But uh, but she just won't sign it, and it's it just it's all politics, and you know a deal like that. All she has to do is sign it. That would that would help the farmers so much. And like I said, they estimate at least one hundred sixty thousand new jobs in the United States, manufacturing jobs, and that. And that's an important deal because. Um, by trading with Mexico and Canada, um, these, you know, in the United States, we won't have to do as much trade with China. And that would, you know, we've got to get away from trading all this trade with China. So it's, okay. it's just really important. So all right. thanks, I just Bob. thought I'd bring that up. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, 608-785-7914. If you want to get in here, I think we got one more. Uh, Gary is on. Gary Podeski. Hey, Hi, Gary. Hey, Go Rick, ahead. How are, you? how are you, Rick? I'm I'm good. I'm trying to read this story. I see you're quoted in it, but I haven't been able to read it yet. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Um, just so Eric knows, first of all, Mayor Cabot did not change Columbus Day. That was the city council. It came up to a vote. Uh, Mayor Cabot did not vote on that. As far as the lead, as far as the um, the decorations downtown. Mayor Cabot's on the Board of Public Works with myself, another councilman, and two other city managers. Obviously, if he if he didn't have the, the whole say on this. And the reason we did this, this started last June, and Robin Moses from downtown, uh, who runs the downtown Main Street uh, organization, she knew back in June that we were not going to su- supply workers to do the decorations because... Also, at a meeting about a week before that was when we had some people from the public came and was noticed that we were going to talk about leaf pickup, and that was very important to them that we did not have happen what happened last year. So we decided we just didn't have the manpower because this would be the time that the, the decorations would be going up. We cannot pull crews to put up decorations and then have piles of leaves on the boulevard if we start getting a lot of snow again. So we have one month to do the leaves, and obviously that is more important than the decorations when they've had, what, three months, four months to know that they were going to need somebody to put them up for them. There's plenty of private sign companies downtown, or in the area, I should say, that would gladly do that. There's also people that have hoists on their trucks, different contractors that would do it, and they would probably give them a pretty good break on it, and I think they could have found sponsors to do it. The other thing is, when if uh, people are going to say that uh, the city council and the mayor are not being respectful to downtown business, we actually, I think uh, we've shown with a $42 million investment in the lacrosse center that we are very involved with our lacrosse downtown area to make sure that they're flourishing. So for uh, people to blame 
say that this is something the mayor did. The mayor is on the Board of Public Works. The Board of Public Works voted for it. And I, I, and I think most callers listening would agree that getting those leaves picked up, you know, and obviously I love Christmas. I'm, I'm not anti-Christmas. I love the decorations. I remember the old days downtown, and we want downtown to do good. But we also, we have to get those leaves picked up, and we have about a month window of opportunity to do it. Gary, what happens when it snows tomorrow and we can't pick up leaves? Can those guys then go get them decorations up because they're not doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know how much we're going to get if they're going to end up having to plow or not. But obviously, in in this case, you know, Rick, truthfully, we're better off with a couple inches of snow than we are freezing rain. If we get freezing rain, that's what happened last year where they couldn't even pick up most of the leaves because they all clumped up. So hopefully if we are going to get something, I hope everybody who has any pull with with the weather says, okay, let's just get a few inches of snow and the crews will be back out there. Uh, within a few days, and they'll be sucking up the leaves for everybody. Gary, could we go? Could we go back in time to last year when the city couldn't pick up leaves, and then the outrage was, "Hey, we're not picking up leaves." This year, it's the outrage is going to be, or maybe is a little bit, "Hey, we're not putting up Christmas decorations." Like you can't well, have it. I, I mean, you're 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 danged if you do, and danged if you don't. I mean, obviously, we we showed that we you know we we had a couple of different meetings, and like I said, the public was invited to those meetings of public works. We, you know, and the most important thing to people who were there was to make sure you get those leaves picked up. So, obviously, we put the plan in place. We took workers from other departments. The street department is still trying to finish up a few street projects, is my understanding, uh, you know, before Massey closes. So, you know, we, we were robbing from other departments to make sure we can get these leaves picked up. We're going just one month, two, two passes through. And we want to get them picked up. And obviously, hopefully the weather, you know, some of these other leaves will start to come down. There's a good amount of them down so far, but it'd be really nice if they would all come down and, and people could get them out in the boulevard and we'll get them picked up and everybody will be happy. But for any of the downtown to say that, um, you know, they didn't weren't aware of this, that's, that's false. They had plenty of time to line something up to get those other decorations up. Gary, I told the mayor a month ago he needs to get out on the leaf truck himself and be in his suit and start sucking up leaves. <laughs> I tell you, Rick, that's what, if, you know, just for, for giggles sometime, go down and, and do a story and go down and walk and just pick up that tube once, and then you could go on the air and let people know how hard that is. That tube is very heavy. It's really hard work, and when I see those guys go by, and you know, I just... I look at the guy doing the, the on that sucker, and it's like, geez, that that guy, that's he's earning his money, boy, because that, that's a tough job. All right, it's usually a part time. Thanks, thanks for the call, Gary. Take care. All right, see ya. Uh, yeah, I think if the mayor ever got a hold of that leaf sucking tube, he'd go downtown and suck all the Christmas decorations off the streets. Because he's anti-Christian, according to Eric from Sparta. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Number three, you're on the air. Go ahead. Right now, the mayor is down at the shop putting snow plows on the front of the trucks. Oh, you think so? In his suit? Yeah. Okay. Well, they give him some coveralls. I've already had my leaves picked up last week and again this week, so I think they're all done with me for the year. Oh, do you have leaves on your trees yet? I don't have no tree. The city took it down when they put the sidewalk in, and I don't have a tree anymore. All right. Well, nothing to complain about then. That's right. Anyway. Fix the roads, maybe? I think, yeah, fix the roads. I think <laughs> the, the city should 
have a little money to hire somebody to put them Christmas tree lights up down there. If we can spend another two, another three thousand dollars for an airport sign, last month it was twelve thousand. Now it's three. I think that would have went a long ways on putting up some decorations downtown. Okay. Now you but want the I, now you want the government to spend money. Well, um. I tell you what. <laughs> I know where the airport is. Yeah. There's a sign that says on I ninety. It says airport coming both ways. We all know where the airport is. Okay. We don't need fifteen thousand dollars worth of signs. Some of that money could have went for Christmas decorations. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you for taking my call. <laughs> no problem. See you later. Uh, we'll get one more call before we go to break here. Uh, you're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Who's this? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Oh, excuse me. Well, anyways, Rick, I wanted to tell you you're doing a great job, but the best radio disc jockey they've had in a long time. <laughs> but what I called about was what the city has got to do, like any city out there at all, they got to organize volunteers. They want people are begging and crying to be volunteers for things. Some are, not all. And they need to volunteer and get them kind of things going, and they could save a lot of income by if they would just use the volunteers and use the power of, of getting people together and getting them rallied to get going on that. Now, so do we want I just vol- thought that... Do we want volunteers to suck up leaves or to put up Christmas yeah, decorations? sure, absolutely. You're darn right. All of it. You betcha. Okay. The whole works. The lights, the leaves, uh, uh, taking care of the river, uh, taking care of um, uh, mowing, Building doing the- everything else. You could have a strong committee. They could have a strong committee that would uh, be devoted for all that and have a real good uh, – uh, volunteers to come in and do all that, but that's just my comment. I sure. think that's where they could save a lot of money if they would get more volunteers in there to do that. Should stuff. we have them fixing potholes too? Let's have them out there with the. Well, uh, possibly <laughs> uh, you might have to train them. Uh, you might have to give them some uh, training to do that, Rick. But yeah. I tell you, it's all possible. <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to be <laughs> working on. Black I just thought top. I'd call up and put my comment. But oh, you're doing no, a great thanks. job, Rick. I Thank- like you. All right, thanks for the call. See you later. Bye. Bye. I was just kidding. We don't want volunteers working pothole patch mix. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll wrap up after this on Wisdom. All right, we just got a minute left here. I didn't get to all these texts. I kind of forgot. We got to, we got to talking. Tim texted in. We were talking about Brad Paff being, uh, being fired. Tim said, although I disagree with about 95% of the things Governor Evers, uh, that Governor Evers must be does the republicans are doing the same thing that they're yelling about the democrats are doing in washington with the trump administration i think tim's talked to texan here uh daniel texan other than being a well-rounded nice guy can uh well he was going to ask caitlin if can can we talk about what brad paff has done in the last 10 months seems like a long time to pay someone to fill a seat if you can't really do that much well if that's the case daniel if you're still listening uh, if Brad Paff wasn't doing anything in the past 10 months, then Republicans could point directly to what he's not doing, or they could have said this, you know, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one months ago that he wasn't doing his job. Right. And rug from Trempolo says, shouldn't we, shouldn't Wisconsin have an egg secretary? Wisconsin has a lot of egg stuff. Yes. I think we should have an egg secretary. <laughs> uh, all right. That's going to do it for the show. What day is tomorrow? Wednesday. We'll do this all over again. 
Uh, we'll see what else we can argue about. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening.